that unto the Lord this morning. Come on, he's definitely here right now. Go ahead. Well, praise God. The expectancy that is in this place this morning is not just us toward God, but I think there is an expectancy from the Holy Ghost toward us. I think the Holy Ghost is excited about what He's fixing to do in this place. Amen. I think sometimes that we forget that this is a relationship, a father and a child, a husband and a wife, it's family. And He gets just as excited as we do about good things and great things. If your earthly father knoweth how to give good gifts to them that are his, how much more doth your heavenly father? God, God is happy about this place today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, Genesis chapter 11, I want to move right into the word of the Lord here today. Uh, there's, there's so much that I, I feel to deepen my spirit that God is going to do. I, I don't want to be misunderstood, uh, but I just feel that the Holy Ghost has set into motion a divine moment, uh, of a purpose, a season. And you probably have heard and will hear those phrases a lot, but it's just God's way of communicating to the church. Amen. I don't want to be the guy that misses his season. I don't want to be the guy that misses his moment, time. I don't want to be trying to sell snow shovels in July. There's a better time. Amen. And I want the keenness and the awareness. I want the spirit of Isaacar to rest upon me. I want to know what time it is. And not just what time it is, but to know what to do. Amen. I feel that boldness in this place today. God is going to chart the course for this church as he already has. He's proven himself real. But I do think that sometimes we get a little comfortable with patterns, paradigms. Uh, we, get, we get a little locked in to tradition. And this is not going to be the traditional revival. I know that you don't really believe that today, but you will before we're done. This is not going to be your traditional revival. I'm not going to be your traditional evangelist. You're not led by traditional men. <clears throat> this is not a traditional church. Amen. Amen. I told your pastor on the way to church, I said, I uh, just, I feel deep in my spirit that God is going to lead this and navigate us into a season where we start praying people through. And I just, last Sunday, I felt this and hesitated because I wanted to be God. But I wouldn't be surprised before this season of this church is over that 500 people hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, let's talk about it. Genesis chapter 11. <clears throat> it's an honor to be here. And uh, this morning... 
all the way down in San Diego in the hospital room. My lovely, sweet thing is watching with my boy, and uh, we send more healing that way in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. And uh, just an honor to be here with Pastors Wright and Bishop Wright and the leadership of this church and you find people. Amen. I, I mean that sincerely. I, I love uh, this week, especially on this past Monday, I got a little fresh insight into just how big and lovely the kingdom of God really is. And I'm glad I'm part of this family. I mean that. I'm glad I'm part of this family. Amen. Genesis chapter 11, verse number 1, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down. You just got to imagine that. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is, and they all have... And this they begin to do, and now nothing. I'll preach as fast as you help me today. And now will be from which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there... Confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad upon, uh, from hence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Don't judge me too harshly, but we're going to talk to you today about the power of one. The power of one. Father, help us today. You have already met us with your presence. We have worshipped you. We have sung the songs of Zion. We have celebrated your healing, your deliverance, and your name in this place. Now we have come to the delivery of your divine word. It cannot go forth lest you bless the vessel. So bless me now. Give my mind clarity and my body strength. But what good is the spoken word if it's not heard and gathered and kept? Bless the messenger and bless the hearer of the word today. And we'll clap and give you praise right now before we're seated. Unto the Lord. Give it unto Him today. Hallelujah. 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 
Well, glory, you may be seated. Don't stop that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 4. There is one body, shout one body. And one spirit, shout one spirit. There is one body, shout one body. Shout one spirit. Even as ye are called into one hope, say one hope. You're calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Six of Proverbs, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. The word discord, lack of agreement or harmony, disunity, dissension, conflict, opposition, quarreling, antagonism. John seventeen twenty one that they all might be as thou, Father, are in me, and I in thee, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. It was the final prayer of Jesus. It was the prayer request of the Messiah, the Son of the Most Highest. And he said, Father, if I have any, any, any pool with you, my only prayer request is this. As I have so joined you in your purpose, as I have been baptized with your agenda, let it be possible that these that thou hast given to me, that they would be baptized with my purpose, which is your purpose, my agenda, which is your agenda. If there is a need in the apostolic church, it is a oneness of purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are one church. We are one body. We are one spirit. Your body is able to think and move and take action because it is inhabited by your spirit. Acts 17, 28. For in him I live, in him I move, and in him I have my being. Zechariah 4, 6. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. If you want to be in the body of Christ, you must be born again of the spirit of Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized under one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, there is power today in oneness. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, 14, for as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I know that I have received the Holy Ghost when my lip, my tongue loses its ability to control itself. 
Isaiah 28, with a stammering lip and another tongue. Joel 2, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Acts 2, the disciples on the day of Pentecost received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Acts 10, the Gentiles at Cornelius' household. Acts 19, the disciples of John were baptized. The Holy Ghost is given to believers. Just hang on to me just a minute. You first must believe and then you must receive. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And they shall speak with new tongues. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift. We serve one God. We have one spirit. There is but one hope. Colossians 1.5 For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Where have you heard? Before of the word of truth of the gospel. Colossians 1.27 To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Titus 3.7 That being justified by his grace. We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 2 and 13 of Titus. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. No matter what happens, no matter what goes on, no matter the sickness or the depression or the onslaught or the attack of hell. I am telling you today that I have hope in God. That's all right. That's all right. I have hope, not just in this world. I have hope, not just in the things of this world. But my hope is an eternal hope. My hope is in an eternal spirit. My hope is an eternal heaven. My hope is in a God that is of eternality. I have hope even in this present world. I have hope that when I'm sick, he will heal me. I have hope that when I'm depressed, he will lift me. I have hope that when I'm down, he will encourage me. I have hope. Hallelujah. I don't just serve a God of hope, but I serve one Lord. One Lord. Neither in the Old Testament nor the New uses the word Trinity to associate the word three or persons in any significant way with God. No passage says that God is a holy two or a holy three or a holy trinity. No matter what the Pope's doing here, he's messed up in his theology. Now you'd think that would have got a better response in a one God church. I'll work on you just a minute. Isaiah 47, 4, ask for our Redeemer. The Lord of hosts is His, not their, His, not them, His name. The Holy One, not two, not three, the Holy One of Israel. David prophetically spoke of Jesus using the term Holy One. He was quoted by Peter, Acts 2.37, and Paul 13.35. 
But in Psalm 1610, for thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to seek corruption. Mark 1.23 And there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit and he cried out saying Let us alone What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth Art thou come to destroy us? I know who thou art The Holy I get it Paul let us know That the Jesus we serve today is the same God who created everything that existed from the beginning. In whom, Colossians 1.14, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, whether they be visible or invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, all things, all things were created by him and for him. You're not helping me today. And he is before all What I try to do is get help. I try to see who's with me. I try to identify those that are little on the on the peripheral. So I'll try it again. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in Him should all. I was listening to a program one time, and this nice guy said, I grieved the Spirit today, and therefore I confess and have corrected my mistake. I was praying to the Father. And I spent my hour praying and consulting the Father, of which after I was done, the Spirit rebuked me and said, you have completely ignored me. And this kind preacher said, so from now on, I spend 20 minutes praying to the Father, 20 minutes praying to the Son, and 20 minutes praying to the Spirit. I wished I could have reached through that radio and said, I can save you 40 minutes. Just whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name. I'm not convinced yet. You're thoroughly convinced of the oneness of God. Jesus answered and said, the first of all the commandments is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is... You ought to be clapping your hands. You ought to be on your feet. You ought to be celebrating the fact that you're not deceived by the plurality of the deity of God. 
this, this is a one God church. We are a one God people. We are not confused on the plurality of us in the Genesis account of creation. We are not confused on the plurality of us when he said, let us go make our abode in the heavens. We are not confused on that. For in him, not them, dwelt all, not some, of the fullness, not part, of the Godhead. So when you get Jesus, you get the Father, you get the Son, you get the Holy Ghost, you get the Alpha and the Omega, you get the beginning and the ending, you get the first and the last, you get the line, the lily, the way, you get that that was, that that is, and that that will be. There's none like him, there's none before him, and there's none after him. He alone, he alone, he alone. Would you just lift your voice and shout, give God great praise. When we pray, we pray, not into a trinity, but we pray into the fullness, the totality of God. We do not seek a partial or a part. We are not, we are not delusioned or deceived. We understand the oneness of God. At least we should. Because in the revelation of who he is, is the power of what he can do. You cannot have the power of Christ if you are deceived in the revelation of Christ. If you are praying to something that you do not know, if you are believing in something you cannot see, touch, fathom, or comprehend, you're wasting your time. That's why Paul said, it is upon me to make all men see and understand what is the mystery that was hid from the beginning of time but now is made known unto the church which is God. I'll work on you. God in me. God in me. Him in me. If in the man Christ was the fullness of God, if in the man Christ was the totality of God, if in that man Christ was 100% God, and it is and was and will be, then Paul also said to the church of Galatia, if it's Christ in you, then you are equal heirs, joint heirs, and brothers of. You have the same genetic code that the man Christ had. Somebody's going to believe this before we're done here today. And if the church will ever realize how much power we really have, 
blinded eyes will be opened. I do not think it's a coincidence. I do not think it's a coincidence, nor just a freak miss or a swing at the plate and a strikeout. For these top-notch, best of the best, um, doctors and leading in their fields to look at us and say, you must be prepared for your son. You've got to wrap your mind around this. This is what I was facing last weekend when I was here. That your son has tumors in his brain and in his kidneys and throughout his torso. That is a drop-down tumor. It is never alone. It is accompanied as a seed that has fallen off a tree. But I serve a God that hears us when we pray. You don't have to believe that, but you're looking at a preacher on this platform today that is thoroughly convinced that God heard my prayer. And it is the mandate of the Holy Ghost in this vessel to convince you that God hears the church. There's healing in the church. There's salvation in the church. I said there's provisions in the church. I said there's miracles in the church. There's blessings in the church. God is in the church. The church is not in trouble. Oh, I got here. The church is not in trouble. The church is not weak. The church is not anemic. The church is still the blood-bought. The church is still the redeemed, the ransomed, the righteous. The church is still full. It becomes paramount. It becomes a mandate of this pulpit upon this congregation to understand how much power there is in one. God has mapped out the future as he did from the beginning of this church's existence. He has mapped your next step out. I'm preaching to a people that know what it is to war in the spirit. You know what it is to battle things of supernatural origin. But it is my job to take you to the next step. Got a little quiet there. You're not quite there yet, Antioch. You got really quiet there. Good is good. But good can be a trap. Well, my, my. If you got this side not working in harmony with this side. If you got this culture working against this culture. You can't be an apostolic church. And I may get myself in hot water here. But it shouldn't just be one nationality of people in the aisles dancing. If it's good for the goose, it ought to be good for the gander.
Your piousness does not impress God. Your degree of education does not impress God. The only thing that gets God's attention, my people, my church, my blood-bought, ransomed, redeemed church. Help me right now. For ye are a holy nation, a peculiar people. For you that was not a people, you are now a people. That you should show forth the praises. Come on, clap your hands. We're going to work on it just a minute. sound guys can help me put on the screens my text Genesis chapter 1 Genesis chapter 10 verse number 1 are you with me I forgot I had my phone I was going to time myself today but it doesn't much matter I don't guess Genesis chapter 10 verse number 1 and the whole earth I'm sorry 11 and the whole earth was of See, the problem we've got in Pentecost is you've got fractions. You've got pockets in a church. You've got some more spiritual, so they think. They prophesy more. They have more dreams and visions. And you've got the other group that just quite can't quite master it, so they're a little... Hang, hang tight, hang tight, hang tight. And the whole earth was of... And of one language and one speech. The other day I used this and I had seven different dialects in the church. I have some Filipinos here, right? Stand up. Tagala? Do you have any Hispanics? Stand up. Any other, any other cultures, any other languages here today? Korean? What are you? Spanish, stand up. Korean, stand up. Anybody else? Swedish, stand up. How about some Okies? Missouri folk. Native American Indian. I need, I need dialects. Anybody else? Here's what I want you to say at the same time. I want you to say, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. You ready? In your dialect, I want you to say it. One, two, three. That makes me want to go, do what? So you have the same thing being said, but you have it being said a certain way, from a certain perspective, from a certain dialect. So even though they are saying the same things, it takes what they are to perceive it. That's why the whole earth was of... Not just one language, but they were of one. See, it's possible to be able to say the same thing, but not say the same thing. It's possible to have the ability to do something, but not do it. It's possible to have the same language, but not articulate the same message. And so when the Holy Ghost backed off and looked at this unique group of people, he said the whole earth was of. And they all said the same thing. Stay with me. 
Verse number two. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a certain place. Verse three. And they said, come here, man of God. And they said, one to another. They didn't say it in Tagalog and in Spanish. They were able to speak the same language. So when they looked into the eyes of each other, they said, let us. Stay with me. They didn't say, you go. So here's what happens in revivals of this nature. We start, don't leave me. We start dividing into our factions. We start rallying the troops to what we believe and what we think and our perception and our moments. I, I, I think. Well, you know, I, I, I thought I. Well, I. I'm just wondering how far to go here today. I heard, I heard the man of God. I heard the man of God say something. Today. He said, I know some of you, your culture, you don't come to church on Sunday night. That, that's got to change. That, that, went, that went about halfway and fell. <laughs> Boom. It's got to change because that's the culture of the church. See, when God does what God's doing here, He's not going to do with half the church. I'm going to prove it to you. God is desirous of doing and keeping His Word. God's agenda is pure. But God will not work with division. Okay, alright. I'll just preach to you a while. Go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. Verse number four. And they said, go to let build a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven and let make less. Show me one time where they said I. Show me one time where one of those people said it's all about me. I'll tell you what happens at Pentecost. This is what happens at Pentecost. You get the worshipers. You get the intercessors. You get the spectators. You get the nobody's going to move me folk. And we all come to church. And God shows up and says, I'm here to do what you want me to do. But it can't work because. And God is looking for a church that will say, we have prayed. We have fasted. We have sacrificed. And now we. I'm a nice guy. I'm, I'm really a nice guy. Dear Lord, have mercy. I'm a nice guy. But it grosses me out. I get sick of Pentecost today. Because you've got to wade through so much stinking flesh. convinced if Jesus himself showed up it wouldn't impress much of us okay here's what's going to happen this thing's an onion we're going to peel it one layer at a time and each service is going to build on the other service and there's going to be a moment when this thing blows sky high 
and people are going to start getting the Holy Ghost by the dozens. I'm going to walk to this pulpit and preach 15, 20 minutes and will them in. An altar call is going to be made. And they're going to start getting the Holy Ghost and we're going to start baptizing people and miracles are going to start happening. Let us build a tower. Let us, let us, let us, let us. I love the plurality of us. I love that. I absolutely love that. It was one agenda, one purpose, one go. It's me and you doing the same thing at the same time for the same reasons. When's the last time we called a prayer meeting and got the whole church there? When's the last time we said, everybody stand and clap your hands and everybody stood and clapped their hands? When's the last time we said, everybody shout amen and everybody shouted amen? You just won't get it in Pentecost today. Please don't get upset at me. Please don't get upset at me. And so God looks around at the people and says, I want to do something for you. I want to show myself real for you. But I can't until the whole thing believes me. I'm going to prove to you just how valuable you really are to this church. I'm going to prove to you that just as on the fringe, you show up for church, you show up for a few prayer meetings, but you never get involved because you just don't think you're very important to the church. And so the adversary jumps upon your shoulders and starts preaching a revival in your mind, telling you, just hang on to the fringe, but don't get too involved. That is a damnable heresy. That is a damnable doctrine. Help me, God. Help me, God. That spirit is destroying our church. Almost committed is as bad as not committed. Partly is as bad as not at all. I feel like I just won't go preach right back there to all you fine folk. Revelations chapter 3, the church of the Laodicea, he said, what kind of church are you? They said, well, we're rich. We increase with goods and we have need of nothing. And Jesus said, I've got a problem with you. He said, it's not, it's not that you are not increased with goods and not rich and not. He said, my problem with you is you say you are one thing. But in fact are another. He said, my, my problem with you is quit telling people you're something you're not. All right, apostolics. Are we apostolics? Then where are the miracles? I know, I know, I know, I mess up things. Where are the signs and the wonders? Could it be that the Holy Ghost is saying, stop telling people your book of Acts if you're not going to be book of Acts? I'm not mad that you're not. I'm mad that you say you are and you're not. He said, I even urge you, I compel you to buy of me so that thou mayest be what you say you are. But because you profess one thing but yet are another, he said, I'll puke you out of my mouth. If we are truly book of Acts Pentecostals, then where is the suddenly of the explosiveness of the Spirit? Why is it all organized and orchestrated? Why do we start at the same time and sing the same amount of songs for the same amount of time? And we've got our regiment of things that we have 
to follow. And I'm for decency and I'm for order. You've got to have it. I'm not preaching against it. I'm just asking us. We don't hand out schedules like other denominations, but yet we have a schedule. Some of you are already looking at the clock, wondering how long I'll hold you this morning because we are so traditionalist. This group of people decided one day, they said, we're going to build us a tower in a city and we're going to reach God. We're going to do something so we don't have to have God anymore. And they, they, got to, they got to coming together. Come on, brother. They just got together and they said, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Okay, right foot first. You ready? Right. And they walked the same and they talked the same and they looked the same. And brother, they got to building brick and slime and mortar and that city got to being built and that tower got to being built and all of a sudden God said, what in my world? Some of you got it. And he stood back and said, we got to go down there. We got to go down there. And he gets down there and he says, this ain't going to work. What did he do? He said, you're going to speak a different dialect than him. He didn't take the tools out of their hands. He took the word out of their mouth. And so this guy starts saying, this guy, come here, my brother, my Filipino brother, my Tagalog brother. I want you to tell him in Tagalog to go get me a cold glass of water. How come you're not moving? You're supposed to understand that. And watch, they're getting along fine. They have one language, one speech. And all of a sudden, he needs another brick. And he says in Tagala, I need another brick. And this guy, boy, you really helped me. <laughs> and this guy says, what? And this guy said, huh? And before long, watch me. They all got togethering, each to their own. So the devil stood back and said, got it. If you ever want to stop people from doing the impossible, build factions among them. Let cliques develop among them. Let there be super spiritual Spiritual, not so spiritual, not spiritual. I might as well go for broke. Let all, let all the, um, let, let, let all of the Filipino folk set together at the same section. Let all the African Americans set together in the same sections. We've even got a doctrine among us that we can't worship together. I might as well go for broke right here. You can't be apostolic and be one color. Where's my Hispanic? I need a Hispanic. Gloria a Dios. Undele, undele. Yeah. 
This is what an apostolic church looks like. You can't have any other doctrine in the church and be apostolic. I mean. We ought not reach for one culture. We should reach for one nation, one language. I'll tell you what. I may not can dance as good as you. And I may not have rhythm that you have, but I'll bump into you while we dance. White man may not can dance, but he'll sure try. Cause if you're dancing, I'm gonna dance. If you're shouting, I'm gonna shout because we're gonna build a wall. We're gonna have revival. So the adversary said, stay up here. I know what we got to do. We got to make him not understand him. And it so moved God. He shows up and God said, I don't like this. Because here's the problem. Nothing shall be restrained unto them which they have imagined to do. You know what God's afraid of? He's afraid of a nation that will get in harmony and in agreement under one thing. I know. We don't, we don't like to hear that. But this people so moved God. He had to show up and he changed their language. He confounded them. So that they could not do what they imagined to do if God would show up for an agenda that is contrary, opposite, against His will. How much faster. Five hundred. Five hundred. Five hundred. 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500, 500. That's what the Spirit is saying. So here's what happens. You can stay standing. You can do what you want to do. Give me a few minutes here. Here's what happens. We hear the Spirit. And you'll disengage as soon as I close today. You'll come to church tonight saying, 
you realize 500 could happen next weekend. Last time I said that, last time I said that, they, they never had double digits get the Holy Ghost in one day. Never. I think the most they told me was seven. Yeah, I mean, one service, one time. That's good. But God's bigger than that. And so a moment like this, I said, next Sunday, they're going to be 50 to get the Holy Ghost. And the church went. Whoosh. But God said, I'll do it. They do their part. I'll do my part. And so I said, if you'll get them here, God will fill them. Let me hit the fast forward button. 52. 52. One day. Just like God said. Matter of fact, they got to get the Holy Ghost. The front of the church was so packed, we started praying them through all down the center aisle. Brother, right there, clapping your hands. If you and I can just get together right now, something about your faith, just release something. Mm. Are you ready? All right. Need longer arms. It is 11.32. If you're hungry, you're dismissed. If you're tired, you can go home. If you're done, you can leave. I won't be mad. Well, I'm glad you did that. I just wanted that. I want you to see that on tape. I want to make sure my wife saw them take my watch. Are you ready? And the children, put Judge Joshua chapter 7 up for me. Here we go. So we have 7 1. Stay there, I'm not done. Now, I need, I need help. Not the smartest guy in class. And the children of. Huh. Is that what that says? And the children of. Are you sure? You bet your life on it. Okay. Committed a trespass in the accursed thing for. I'm sorry? I thought you said Israel. Go ahead and sit there. When everybody else jumps up and justify sitting there, I'm fixing to wear you out. You're not going to like me today. Well, I've got reasons. No, you don't. You've got excuses. I know. I know. I'm just going to look down from now on. Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan. Help me now. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zebdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah. Let's everybody stand and clap our hands. And 65 or 70% of the church will stand and clap their hands. And God says, okay. 
All right, that's fine. There'll be individual blessings, but there'll never be a corporate blessing. See, we are starving to death for the book of Acts experience. God help me today. Well, you know, Pastor, I, I, I'm, I'm just not the emotional type. We hear all that kind of stuff. That's just not my nature. You know, let the cockroach come out of the, the, the chip bag or the rat run across the floor or somebody cut you off in traffic or your hamburger not to get there on time. Let one of your kids break your coaster or put the glass on the glass table and leave a ring. We'll see your emotions. Let your boss come in and tick you off. Trust me, you are an emotional being. It's just got to be something you're happy about or mad about. I've been there. I've been to the Philippines 29 times. I've been there where hundreds of thousands do the same thing at the same time. I have witnessed and seen gorders and cancers fall. Just, just fall. I watched my 11-year-old boy walk to a healing line. Never done it before. Power got so strong because of the worship of all the people and started laying hands on people. And literally the crippled got up and walked off. Oh, but that only happens in the Philippines. You're right. You know why? You know, you got the rich over here. You got the not so rich. You got the beggars. You got the paupers. You got. And Joshua sent men unto Ai. I'll just hurry. And they said, look, you know, when we got Jericho, Jericho fell. It was great victory. Ai's not as big as Jericho. We don't need a whole lot. Just send a few thousand. Let's go down. And Joshua said, that's a good plan. You guys going down and do that. They went to Ai. And Ai put a whooping on God's people. Right? And the God's people come running back to Joshua and said, you lied to us. I want you to look right up here at this preacher. How many of you have ever heard the bishop or the pastor get up here and say, if you give your tithe and you give your offering, you will be blessed. Anybody? Does anybody have windows of heaven open that you don't have room for anything more? Well, what's going on then? I thought you told me if I gave, I got. And we don't give to get. Don't misunderstand me. But God bless his faithfulness. I'm faithful. Anybody here faithful? Well, how come your bank account's not full so much that you can't spend it all? I'll tell you why. Because the joker sitting next to you don't believe what you believe. Some folk drive their tithe. Some folk pay their mortgage with their offerings. And you get a few good godly folk that no matter what, they give, they give, they give, and they believe the pulpit. You shall prosper if you're faithful. And they just keep giving, saying, someday, someday, someday. Well, we're fitting to get there. And they are smoked. Verse number 5, and Ai smote of them about 36 men 
And Joshua 6 ran his clothes and said, Lord, you promised us AI if we gave you Jericho. And verse number 10, the Lord said unto Joshua, get up, you cry baby. I'm tired of talking to you. You're acting like a spoiled brat. Stand up. I'll tell you what the problem is. Are you still with me? Verse number 11. Go ahead and put it under. Verse number 11. Help me again, would you? I'm sorry. I get, I get confused because I thought you said Israel sinned, but Achan did. Now you're saying Israel sinned again. So Israel sinned. Okay, all right. Israel sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have taken of the accursed. Wait a minute, I thought you said Achan did it. He did it. But I'm a God of one. And I look at you just like I look at her. Gender doesn't matter. Color doesn't matter. Creed doesn't matter. Amounts don't matter. We are one. And so the Lord says, got a problem here. They have also stolen and disassembled it. And they, look at the plurality, and they have even hid it among their own stuff. The next verse, please, verse 12. Therefore, the children of Israel could not. Let me tell you something. If the apostolic people get what I'm preaching today, there ain't a devil in Annapolis or Baltimore or Maryland or North America that can stand against this church. I'm going to go ahead and say something and don't misunderstand me. But you got some folks in here wondering, okay, we pray, we fast, we intercede, we war on the floor, we fast, what, where, what, where? There's a reason you can't whoop your enemy. Because you're always going to have them few faithful or them few that think they're faithful that clog the will. Please listen to me. I've never preached more serious than I am right now. God is ready to do. God is, God is so intent on doing. But He must not, cannot, and will not step over or around His Word. His Word trumps everything. Now, I'm going to use tithing offering as an example because this is what it is. But I want you to put prayer, fasting, standing on your feet, clapping your hands, praying in an altar, running the aisles, jumping for glory. I want you to put this principle anywhere in your life. You ready? He said, Israel has sinned and they cannot stand before their enemies. But they are a people that turn their backs and run from their problems because of the accursed thing. Neither will I be with you anymore. That's that's what it says, right? And so verse number 13, he says, wait just a minute, God. Sanctify the people. Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there's a cursed thing among you. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to gather the children of Israel. Verse number 12. Gather Israel. We're going to stand together, 13. Verse 15. And it shall be that he, shall he, shall he, Verse number 15, and it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with, is that what it says? 
and all that he had because he had transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. Joshua raises up early in the morning, 16. Now verse 17. The end of 16 says the tribe of Judah was taken. Everybody said that's one. And he brought the family of Judah, that's two. And the family of Zerahites, that's three. And the family of Zerahites, man by man. And Zebdi was taken. And he brought his household by man. And Achan, the son of Zerahmi, the son of Zebdi, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah was taken. Watch what God did. He said, I'm going to start with the whole church. I'm going to call you all to a solemn assembly. I'm going to say, you all have sinned. Because this side of the church and this section and that family and that woman. See what I just did? He says, everybody has got to own it. This revival cannot be mine, theirs, and a few. If God has his way, it's got to be from the front to the back. Verse 20, and Achan answered Joshua and said, I have sinned against the Lord. I've done it. I saw among the spoils of Babylonish garment, a wedge of silver and a wedge of gold, and I desired it, and I took it. And I hid it among my stuff. You think the Lord would forgive me? And the people rose up. And the people rose up. It's in there. And took stones. And stoned him. But I read to you that God said burn them with fire. But the people owned it. Here it is. People that had come out of Egypt, wandered in the desert, finally get to Jericho. See, Jericho was tithe. Jericho was first. And God says, I want first. Come on, don't get quiet. You can't have a church this big and not have people don't believe in paying tithes. It's just a fact. It's okay. It's okay. They can handle that. But God said, Jericho is mine. You don't ever get the right to take what's mine. And if you get, I'm not talking to visitors and new converts. They're working their way into this. I'm talking to saints of God. If you're a saint of God and you don't do whatever is asked of this church, you don't just hurt yourself. You hurt us. And so what does the devil do? He gets one little lady to pull off a little bit. And he starts working on you. You know, this church don't love you. You know, they don't believe in Hispanic folk. You know, they don't believe in... You know, I don't, and when the offering plate... Remember, I'm just using this because the Bible applies to everything. When the offering plates pass, you go... Well, you know, my bills do. And I, you know, I, well, you know, they, they, they didn't clap for me and they didn't shake my hand. So, you know, I'll, I'll just wait this one out. And you can justify not showing up for prayer meeting or not giving or not participating or not being involved. However you want to justify it. But what you just did 
is all the prayer and all the fasting and all the faith that could be mustered for that moment. I may get my individual blessing, but oh my God, I am so hungry for that corporate blessing. The people stoned him with stones. Because the people said, we come out of Egypt. We gave God tithe. And the principle of giving God first is everything that's left is ours. And when we went to get what was ours, it was not there. Okay, okay. I'll try one more. Malachi chapter 3. You stole it from me. How? In your tithing offerings. For real? Yeah. How do we fix that, God? Return unto me. The nation, return unto me. And see if I will not open unto you windows of heaven. And pour you out a blessing of which there shall not be. I got room. Look, look, look up here. All six foot two, 268 pounds. I mean, look up here. I have room. But I pay my tithes. I give an offerings. I support missionaries personally around the world. I got projects that my wife and I do, but nobody knows about. So how come my bank account has more red ink than it does black ink? I think I may have found out. Because you get a few people that let personalities, conflicts, perceptions, misunderstandings, hurts, cost you oneness. We're fixing to be done here. We're going to do one thing together. It was language that he divided them with. 16, 17 dialects on the day of Pentecost represented every tongue under heaven. And he says, when the Holy Ghost come, they all spoke in. So the very thing or weapon he used to divide in the old, he united them back in the new. You know what joins us together? The ability that we are all tongue talkers. When you are born again of water and spirit, you lose the color of your skin and the cast of societies. Would you stand? No music. No music. Now, I understand that when I ask what I'm fixing to ask for, I understand that there are people here that are visiting today and checking us out. I'm not talking to you talking to the church, talking to the saints of this assembly. There are hundreds of things I could have preached this morning. But I am firmly convinced that we're just going to waste money and time and frustrate good godly people with this series of services if we don't get this right. And you cannot afford 
to hear another preacher walk to your pulpit and tell you what God is going to do and not see God do it. And so I'm here today to tell you God's going to do it. Is there anybody here today without the baptism of the Holy Ghost? You've never been born again of water and spirit. You are here today seeking a personal relationship with God. Is there anybody here today that says, Preacher, you preach long, but you convince me I need God. Is anybody here? Anybody? Anybody wants the Holy Ghost? Anybody? We're going to work on that. We've got to have people here that need the Holy Ghost. Somebody need the Holy Ghost. Come here, sis. Come right down here. Come right here. I need a mint. Something for my, in my coat there. I've got some. That'll work, man. Nothing like a plastic piece of paper. <laughs> Understand English? Did she ever receive the Holy Ghost? Never. Are you ready for the Holy Ghost? You're not ready yet. Can I pray for you? You want to speak? Won't you close your eyes? And just lift your hands. And whatever you feel, translate, whatever you feel, you speak it out. Just speak it out. Keep your eyes closed. Block out everybody. Just you and God. Just you and God. Just you and God. Just you and God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Every hand lifted. Every hand lifted. Right there. Come on, the Holy Ghost is on her right now. Right there, right there, right there. Yes. 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 Come on, congregation. Yes, Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? You want the Holy Ghost. You need healing in your body right now. Come on, congregation. Come on, congregation. 
Yes. There it is. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. That's it, stammering lip. That's it. That's it. Right there. Yeah, yes. Hey, congregation, you got to work for this. No spectators. One mind, one accord, one place, and suddenly. Okay. Okay, you ready? If this is home, this is your church, this is your team. The only way this works, and when the day of Pentecost, appointed time, was fully come. They were all in one mind, one accord, one place. It's a formula that will work every time. We're in one place. See, I think one mind, one accord is the same thing as one language, one speech. Do you want to see her talk in tongues? Do you believe it's God's will to baptize her with the Holy Ghost? What are you going to do about it? See, not just the altar workers, you in the back, right, left, front, you. What are you? I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Okay, there's a bunch of hands lifted. Can we lift all of our hands? I hear some voices. Can we lift all of our voices? All right, here we go. Here's one. Because of one mind, one accord. There's one. There's one. Pika ha shotoriakaha. Hila la bohosaha. 
Yes. Yes. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. Turn to them. If there's anybody here without the Holy Ghost, come on. Come on. Come on. We only got one. Come on. Turn to them. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, I'll come with you. Come on. Oh, no. You can't stop. You can't stop. You can't stop. Come on, church. This is our problem. You can't stop. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Put your voice with your hands now. Voice with your hands. Voice with your hands. Voice with your hands. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Baptize them. Baptize. Come on. Hands and voices. Hands and voices. If there's a hundred people, 75 will get the Holy Ghost right now. Come on. You feel that? That's what starts to happen when everybody does it. This is the day of Pentecost. This can be the rebirth. The enemy does not want you to do it together. The enemy does not want one voice, one mind, one accord. He doesn't want oneness. He'll do everything he can to divide the church. But on this Sunday morning, we're clapping our hands together. We give voice together. Let the outpouring of the Holy Ghost come. If you need a miracle, just step out in the aisle. Don't stop. You're helping this today. If you need a miracle, just step out in the aisle. It doesn't matter what aisle you step out into, just step out. Thank you, brother. Somebody else, just step out. Keep clapping. Keep giving your voice to it. In the name of Jesus. It's miracle time. Here's another one. I told you, you start clapping. You start doing something together. Watch them come. Watch them come.
Watch them come. Come on, sisters. Watch what happens. This is what the devil fights the hardest against. This is why division is so destructive to a church. Every time you clap your hands, every time you give voice together as a people, you are empowering this place. You are releasing the working of the Holy Ghost to do what only God has the ability to do. That's it. That's it. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I don't care how many times we've been here before. I don't care how many times we've heard preaching like this before. God's chosen. God's appointed day and time. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Let divine healing baptize this church. Let a miracle working spirit. They're still coming. They're still coming to get the Holy Ghost now. I take dominion of sugar diabetes. I take dominion of heart problems. I rebuke every tumor. I rebuke every cancer. I rebuke every blood disease. Every kidney malfunction. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are a book of Acts church. We, she just got the Holy Ghost. She just got the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me? She just got the Holy Ghost. 84 years old and talking in tongues. It's the beginning of the outpouring. It's the beginning of the book of Acts revival. It's the beginning of the promises of God.
Come on, front to back. Front to back, right to left. We don't just have a name that we're alive, but we are a church that is alive. If you need miracles, this is where you want to be. If you need the Holy Ghost, this is where you want to be. If you need your life fixed, this is where you want to be. Come on, Holy Ghost pouring, Holy Ghost outpouring on Sunday morning. Day of Pentecost on Sunday morning. Miracle signs and wonders Sunday morning. That's it, congregation. That's it, congregation. One more just got the Holy Ghost. One more just got the Holy Ghost. Come on, church, that's three that I know of already today. Did you feel how natural that was for you to clap your hands? Did you recognize how natural that was for you to clap your hands? That's why you ought to clap your hands. Now that you see others clapping their hands, you ought to clap your hands. Now that everybody's clapping their hands, there's no telling what God's going to do right here, right now, again, all over this building. Come on, in the pew, receive the Holy Ghost. In the pew, get a healing. In the pew, get a miracle. Right here, today. Here it is. There's a release of something here right now. There's a release of something here right now. Come on, folks. It comes suddenly. And suddenly there come a sound. And suddenly there come a spirit. And suddenly they're coming out pouring.
Hey, there's another one talking in tongues this morning. Here's another one talking in tongues. I wonder how many more in the pews are going to get it before this day is over. Come on, there's others praying for the Holy Ghost. Don't stop, church. I need about four or five Holy Ghost-filled women right here, quickly. Just get around this dear sister. You don't have to lay hands on her. I just want you to start worshiping with her. Just build her a safe place to do some war right here. There's a tormenting spirit that's going to come off her. There it is. You're doing it in the Holy Ghost. The weapons of your warfare, they are not carnal. But they are mighty. That's it. That's it. That's it, sis. That's it. Come on, this thing is real. This thing is real. This thing is real.